<laughs> Wait, was that the <coughs> No, 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 no. Say it, say it. Ignore me. I'm just coughing. <laughs> take, take it away, boy. Right. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Bandit Football Fans Podcast. My name is Ben and I'm a Liverpool fan. And today I've got together with two of the guys because we want to talk through the Project Big Picture proposal that came through this week. Um, so we have Deji on the line, a Man United fan. Deji, what's up? Yeah, um, I'm all good, man. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're going to stay there silent or not. So I thought, oh, no. I, I was like, man, I might just do gun fingers for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have clearly a Chelsea fan, Callum. Callum, how are you doing, mate? All good, guys. All good. You all good? We're all great, yep. I think. I'm speaking on behalf of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, actually, you know what I was going to say as well? Like, um, guys, the guys who are watching, there's some people in this chat who are recovering from a spanking before the international um, <laughs> uh, for the international break in it. Are we so, talking about this? We can talk about oh, it. No, 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 we don't need to talk no, about no, no. it. Oh, this is the thing. 100%. <laughs> it happened. And I was working, so I didn't watch it. So that I might have. But I didn't really feel anything. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, but like um, after the Man City game last season, when we got done 5-0, I was quite angry. And I was like, we can get beaten. Like, we don't lose. We don't lose 1-0. Like, when we get beaten, we get torn apart. Mm. And then we got torn apart by Aston Villa. So, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, we, uh, we just... And that was the end of that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so moving on. So, in the last week or so... Um, some information has been leaked and it's basically a project and the project is called Project Big Picture. It is put together by the unlikely pairing of the Liverpool board and the Man United board and the information was leaked. But basically it's their proposals for how football, particularly from a Premier League, rejoining more the Football League perspective can kind of be balanced out and be made a little bit more comfortable. Now, as we talk today, it has been rejected by the Premier League or the clubs involved in the Premier League. But moving forward, they're going to be looking at the proposal and see if there's anything that they can kind of rework into a new kind of like a proposal that is actually comfortable for all of the teams to accept. So what we thought we would do is we thought we would go one by one through the major points of the proposal and just have a little bit of a talk about whether or not we think they would be good for football or whether there is another way of us kind of working them as a football community to make it more of a better proposal for everybody involved. First of all, I don't know about you, Dej, but my first thoughts when I heard about it and it was Liverpool board's plan has been leaked. <laughs> I was quite happy it wasn't that dumb. <laughs> I was worried when it was released. I was like, what the fuck have our board done now? Because they've done some stupid stuff. And they've had to be talked down from the edge. I don't know what your thoughts were when United got linked to it, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> All I heard was Joel, all I saw was Joel Glazer, and I was like, yeah, it's over. Yeah, as soon as I saw Joel Glazer, I was like, yeah, these men, it's a rap, man. These men, these men have got some plan. The funny thing is, though, from when I saw it, I, I was like, this is not a thing they've been thinking about in the last, let's say, six months or something like that. This has been a long thing. This has been coming for a long time, isn't it? And as, as, again, when I saw Joe Glazer, I'd be like, yeah, is this what you've been doing in the background when you're supposed to be sorting out this Ed guy? You, instead, you're doing projects. This is not your project. Don't get involved in projects that's not any of your business. But it's what it is, isn't it, man? 
you know to be I mean? fair, thinking about it, a project to rebrand the whole of English football might be easier than a project to rebrand Ed Woodward. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, I can see more room for manoeuvre in that. <laughs> uh, you need two words, you're fired, and that's it. <laughs> that's, that's you, you don't need any more than that. Um, so just a, a quick word before we jump into it. Callum, as a fan of a team that wasn't directly implicated in this leak, <laughs> what was your initial yeah. reaction to it? Um, surprise, definitely surprised. Um, number of different factors, to be honest. One, as you already mentioned, United and Liverpool boards working together <laughs> must be the first <laughs> in history. Um, I was I was surprised then from that aspect. Not surprised when I did hear that it was after I heard that it was Man United and it was Liverpool, and I broke down the facts. Actually, who was it behind those names that is doing it? Is two of the biggest American names. Um, and as soon as you hear American, you often think money. And as soon as you hear money, yeah, then that kind of can kind of sign the end of, of things as we know it in England, because uh, when American money comes to UK, uh, the game completely changes, whichever game it is, whether that's, you know, football in this case, or, you know, retail, whatever it might be. Um, so, yeah, man, that was, um, that was kind of my... my my initial thoughts. I just hope it doesn't completely screw everyone. I think I think okay. anyone that's I think anyone that's surprised that Man United and Liverpool are working together um, and stuff like that, I think is a bit silly. They're both American. They're owned by both American companies. Do you know what I mean? That's that's their that's their motive, man. Do that you was know my mean? point, so, there. Do you know, when you hear Man United and Liverpool together, most English people would be like, "Oh, they'll never go together," because that's what we're used to. United. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool but then when you actually think actually who is that then it starts to make more sense I think it does show how football perhaps has changed from a sport with strict tribal lines into more of a collection of businesses working together to produce a product to sell yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, like my first thought was like, oh my god, Liverpool and Man United, and then you read that first line, Henry and Glazer, and you're like, oh yeah, they're buddies from back in the, you know. Um, so yeah, anyway, friend, right. friend. Yeah. <laughs> America friend. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump right in, and I think we should go straight for the one that perhaps caused the most controversy to get that one out of the way. Um, and I think that was that nine clubs were supposed to be given special voting rights um, based on how long they'd been in the Premier League, which would basically give them more of a voice. Now, when the Premier League was started in 1992. The proviso within the league was that for every club you have a vote on all of the topics and this big change, which I think caused a lot of issue within the Premier League between clubs, was saying that certain clubs, Liverpool, Man United and Chelsea being three of them, would be able to have more in a say of how the Premier League is run. What did you guys think about that? Mm. Yeah, but is that, is, that, is, that, is, is that the board? The board have more of voting rights so for example what I'm trying to get at is that if they're saying i.e. Liverpool Man United Chelsea have a say which is a bit scary but when, after I get after I get this, after, after this question or what I'm trying yeah. to ask is that essentially if a, if let's say the Glazers left and a new board came in essentially they get voting rights straight away is that what they're essentially trying to say so it's, just, it's the club or is it the board that has it's a club so currently <clears throat> they get together and they have a meeting for example they had a meeting today to discuss this proposal and mm. each club has one vote per club at the moment so this now, is my thing yeah. 
it's scary because then that's just making me think Glazers aren't going anywhere. They're here for the long run. <laughs> you know what I mean? If they if they're trying to like, they're trying to they're trying to get that in there. I think um I think it's not fair, but I get their point. You can't have some you can't have a team from EFL come along and now all of a sudden start having voting rights and in terms of how you know the prem is gonna be run. Yeah, it makes sense that people that are there longer. The only thing that I don't really like is the whole fact of like what I said in it. If it's gonna be bored, if it's gonna be bored, i.e. the club or associated with the club making those decisions, you know, it, if you get a new board come along, if you get a new uh, board members come along and they start having making decisions and that, it's not necessarily fair in it in that sense. If you if you understand what I'm trying to say, but um, it's interesting. I don't I don't really agree with it. I think the voting thing is a bit stupid, but they got money in it, so. I mean I think from my point of view I think the issue is so I agree exactly with what you say there are certain things that I don't think a team fresh up from the championship should be able to vote on Mm. and I think like a lot of things it's more nuanced than people are saying and I think we need to maybe split the voting and look at structural voting and look at season voting so like if you've had um, who has come up this year West Brom we'll talk about West Brom because everybody loves them (laughs) So if West Brom have come up and potentially they're only going to be here for one season. So if there's a voting on whether or not something for this season goes ahead, I think West Brom should have an equal vote because they're here for the, you know, for the next season, they've come up. Yes, they should get to vote. If you're looking at something that will affect the league for the next five, 10, 15, 20 years, I think that the teams have been in there for longer should have more of a vote. What I think needs to be very careful is you need to be able, there needs to be a constant change in earning that. So what I didn't like is the fact that they've listed nine clubs. So they have written a list of Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, um, I think Southampton are in there. These are the nine clubs that should have it. And I'm like, but wait a second, like we've seen with clubs, we've seen Leeds vanish from the Premier League within like two years. Mm -hmm. They went from like fourth place to gone. So why are we listing, like, there's nothing that's saying that Liverpool couldn't fall apart. We just got back at 7-2 by Aston Villa. <clears throat> it could be in the championship in two years. And I think... Wasn't, wasn't West Ham not in it? West Ham weren't in it, in it, in them nine clubs, no? Yeah, no, because they've been relegated recently. What was that's, it? That's five, not fair. Five, six, seven yeah, years yeah. ago? Yeah, so, so when I saw I West Ham weren't in it, I thought that was a bit mad. From my point of view, I think it should be a rolling thing. So, like, if you had, like, you get on structural issues, like I say, for the season... If you're here for one year, all 20 clubs should get voting on if they're deciding, I don't know what it is, you know, whether they have VAR or whatever for that one year. If it's about the league, I think if you've been there for one, two years, maybe you get a vote. If you've been there three, four, maybe you get two votes. And if you've been there five or more, then you get three votes because it is one of those yeah, things. But that's that's tricky, man. Do you know what I mean? Because as, as we all know, any anything can happen or the motto that we like to use is anyone can get it. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, if you're going to base it on that, now you're adding even more pressure on club. It's like, <clears throat> essentially, you might they might start looking at it like, you know what, we're not interested in the trophies, we're more interested in voting rights. So, you know, that's your that's your um, what's it, that's your motivation. You get what I'm saying as a club. I know it sounds a bit stupid, a bit far-fetched maybe, but that's what ends up happening, isn't it? I think. I just think the thing from my point of view, and we'll jump onto Callum because I realise you haven't said a lot on this time. So yeah, it's yeah. just... Um, and we will move on to it but one of the things that has come up in this proposal 
is about scrapping parachute payments for teams that go down. Mm. Now, if you're West Brom, who have just come up, and the big boys have turned down and said, I don't think, I think parachute payments are going to be unfair to the championship. If you're the team that goes down, you've got a big wedge of money for, I think, three years, is it? Yeah, you get parachute payments. West Brom, do you think we should scrap it? And you're there like, I don't know if we're going to stay up. You're going to be there like, no, 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 no. Mm. Keep those. <laughs> like, so I just think there's like an issue. There can be an issue there where clubs will be not thinking necessarily about the league, but be thinking about themselves. And I would never, ever blame a club for not wanting to vote for something that hurts them. Mm. Because why would you? You're a business. You want that money. Like... Exactly. Oh, um, I, I um, yeah, I agree with what you said, Ben. I think it's um, it's kind of what we need to, what was done with the European coefficient almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I don't mean in the sense that um, in the sense that you know four teams go to a specific thing or whatever it might be, but from the sense of a a cumulative history affecting um a future outcome. Um, and I think that. Yeah, that, that could work, but on Deji's point, then you start bringing in alternative motivations, exactly like you said. But then on that point, you could come back and say, well, whatever you start to introduce to football, that will become a potential motivation for someone. So, for example, you could take a VAR and some people are just caning the handball penalties and that becomes like they go into games being like, OK, let's just get as many penalties as we can from handball. So my my general point being, whichever way the game goes, whichever way you change it, you change it. There will always be someone who will try and like take an angle on it and gain from it. Um, so I think it is always going to be tough. I I definitely agree with what you are saying about there should be different aspects of it. So things that are coming in from this season, that's only fair. That all twenty. Yeah, but then how do you how do you determine stuff? So let's say for example, let's use VAR as an example. Is VAR a seasonal thing or is it a is it, yeah. is it an ongoing thing from now on? Do you get what I'm no. saying? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because def- how how do you differentiate that? No, I definitely, I, I, and that that's like the next level of complexity to it. That's kind of what I was about to get to. Was then that discussion? Do you then need to vote on what things take one year and what See, things this, get? Repeated? You know what? This is you know what? It no, 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 like please. I, I've done this. I've done the in work meeting about a meeting about a meeting. What we're going to talk about? <laughs> like. Let's cut that out right now. We don't need that life in the Premier League. Um, well, I, I say, think sorry, for me, yeah. just quick, then one of the things that I think we talked about it before on an episode of the podcast is that makes the Premier League different is the fact that it's a product, it's a group product. And I'm like, when I think of Premier League, I'm quite proud of, in a way, what it stands for. I know there's a lot of corruption and whatever, I know that. But in the way of what it stands for, from the sense that all 20 clubs are equal, like equal TV rights, do you know what I mean? Like the whole thing is very balanced compared to what other leagues offer. And I've always been quite proud of that as an, a supporter of an English club. Um, so I don't know. That's that's something that I wouldn't want to lose, and I feel like we're definitely in danger of doing that. Obviously, that's a difficult point to end on. Listen, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. This it's things like this here that make me just sit there and think. You know what? Football is getting a bit too much for me, man. You know, you know what I mean? Like I said it at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I know this is a little bit off topic, but I said it at the beginning. Of the thing. When this handball thing was introduced, yeah, I was like, this is what I mean. I'm not. I'm not here for that, man. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I, 
I get it. You're trying to make the game a little bit cleaner and all this stuff and whatnot. But when you start putting in too many rules, it starts getting ridiculous. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> as I said, I saw it. The funny thing is, I saw it when, when before they, I know they've changed it now, but before they changed it, I'm seeing man chipping the ball into people's hands and going, how ball? And I'm like, bro, are you taking a piss? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I but, am still 100% certain that's exactly what Sadio Mane did in the Champions League <laughs> final against Spurs. <laughs> And I'm all for that. Love. <laughs> no, no, see what I'm saying. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But I think like bringing this, bringing this angle of this whole project and whatnot, it's doing the same thing. I think it's just going to end up ruining football, man. I think. Like, what what happened to all of the clubs? Like so many people say from who are you know from an older generation than us, Premier League began in uh, sorry, the English Football League began in 1992 as a joke, right? It's obviously existed before then, where most of our generation only really know about from 1992 onwards. What about mm-hmm. all the old clubs like Everton, Aston Villa, you know, all those clubs with heritage, like <clears throat> clubs, you know, Nottingham Forest, do we suddenly take into account how many European trophies people have won? Because if so, mm-hmm. Forest is above the, of the current Premier League. Mm-hmm. So this, do you know what I mean? It's a bit, it's, there's lots of different aspects to it. I mean, I think the thing for me is a lot about so if you want to like move forward, I think you need to unlearn stuff before you learn it. And I think one thing that we have an issue with as a society, God, that's got deep, as a whole of society, <laughs> but it's reflected in football, is that uh, something comes along and then we just add stuff, add stuff, add stuff, add stuff. So like the handball rule got complicated because it was like, right, rather than just change the handball rule now that we know VAR is in and we can just go back to the drawing board they've added added, and nobody knew what the fuck was going on like even referees Mm. were seeming confused and i think that's the issue i think we need to go back and have a look from the beginning and not think about it necessarily as being taking today and changing into tomorrow but just being like if we could go back right to the beginning and we could rewrite the premier league from 1992 to make it fairer what could we do um, and I know that it would have been more difficult in 1992 to do that because you have all of the teams who did it, who were in there were the teams deciding how it was done. But like you said, with the European coefficients, I think you need to respect the fact that you don't always deserve stuff based on your your heritage. And like Nottingham Forest are a fantastic team. And I'm a fantastic club. I won't take it away from them. You know, back-to-back European Cups, that's an amazing achievement. Does that give them the right to turn around and say, oh, yeah, I think the Champions League should be done ABC? Yeah. And then mm. a team like Man United might, no, not Man United, Chelsea might go, oh, well, we're in it. We want this to happen. And Nottingham Forest can go, oh, we got two. You got one. Shut up. Despite the fact that Nottingham Forest haven't been in the Champions League for, so I think it's a difficult one. I think that line would be very hard to draw what would be suitable for one season voting and what would be suitable for structural voting. But I think, to be honest, I think it's good the conversations being had on that. And I think it's good that it's coming from the clubs because a lot of them have been kind of like lean back, see what happens. And the Premier League has not done a lot, um, which might be a good way, a good segue then to cut across to one of the other proposals. 
Um, so obviously we know at the moment coronavirus is big and uh, there's no football with fans in the stadium, which is causing an impact on every club's finances. But obviously bigger clubs have more commercial revenue. They have more money coming in for TV deals and from sponsorship and from clothing and that kind of a thing. So obviously the lower <laughs> leagues are being affected um, to a larger extent by the lack of fans in the ground. Now what the proposal said was that straight away they would send the £250 million rescue fund um, to the EFL, which is what the EFL has predicted that there is being needed, and that moving forward, 25% of all future TV deals from the Premier League, that money would go down to the Football League to help support football at a lower level and kind of keep the football pyramid going. Now, one thing I didn't know is that when the Premier League started, they actually offered 20% of all future TV rights to the English Football League. Oh, right. And the English Football League told them to fuck off. Are you serious? Yeah, but isn't that just because... Yeah. That's just because of a thing, though, isn't it? That's pride. Because they, they weren't... Because of pride. So yeah, I just want to... You know when you read it and you're like, you motherfuckers, I felt bad for you for all these years and it was you. Like, Do you know, like at the end of the movie, yeah, it's, that's, a, it's, that's a that's it's that's like, you were the villain all along. Yeah, you have to take that L on your chest with your chest, bro. <laughs> bro that's your fault. Everyone around the table is staring at that guy like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, obviously, from my point of view, I just think that is actually we're talking going on to talk about how they're planning on funding that. But from the point of view of two of the biggest clubs turning around and going, yeah, we probably should give more money out to the lower leagues. Listen, positive. Again, when I see when I see Joe Glazer's name, I was surprised. <laughs> I was like, what? You want to give money away? Oh shit! But you don't want to buy players. I don't know what you're well, on, to bro. Be fair, you've been giving money away for about the last decade. Well, this is it. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's some true. money. Yeah, Juventus. <laughs> yeah, we'll take Pogba. <laughs> He doesn't need to play, bro. What are you talking about? That's true. No, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I think it's a good idea, man. I, I said this in the beginning when this whole thing was happening. I think it's out of order on smaller clubs. You do need smaller clubs as well, especially for for clubs like Chelsea who decide they want to loan out their whole um <laughs> their whole youth system. You get what I'm saying? Clubs like United that need to buy shit Welsh wingers and you know. Well, it's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you do. You do need. I think you do need the lower clubs and I think Wenger came out with an article as well or something about him he said that the smaller clubs are gonna die you know if they don't kind of accept this and it's true man I think I think it's a good idea I, I called it from a long time ago they do need to give it but then how, how far does that extend to do you know what I mean does that go to league two does that go to you know uh, so it would go to the organization the EFL which would be uh championship league one league two so yeah. I think there's 72 teams involved like, clubs, I should say, 72 clubs. Did you see the latest news that broke like half an hour ago about um, League One and League Two? They, uh, they, they're saying that um, they're, they're going to receive grants and interest-free loans totaling a third. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So total, um, another 50 million on top of the 27 million um, already that have already been uh, advanced. So, um, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they need it. I think it's a good thing anyways. I think that's good. But then does it, this situation very much looks like short-term loss for long-term gain from a sense of the, the big guys losing, losing quote-unquote, 250 mil, but gaining, like very much gaining long-term 
almost in a kind of like sell your soul to the devil kind of way because you yeah i get what you're saying really have much okay. do you know do you know what i mean sorry so me, yeah yeah sorry go on so like when the, you were saying that the smaller clubs are going to die if they don't accept that right mm-hmm. yeah so but if they accept it they take the money but all of a sudden they they lose a lot of the power that they have by being like if we look at the smaller clubs in the prem for example right mm. they're sacrificing they're, they're sacrificing their voting rights they're like they just suddenly become a lot less powerful that's what i meant yeah because i i, I look at it this way yeah take for example yeah let's say let's say for example james was good yeah he's not good <laughs> but let's say he was good <clears throat> let's say he was good and you hit this situation where it's like all right cool you know what I want James. They go, yeah, 50 M's. You go, yeah, but I swear we just saved you. <laughs> it's like, you better reduce that to, down to 10. <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know what I mean? They, might, yeah. they lose that power. Do you get what I'm saying? They lose that power. Of the, you, essentially, you could possibly lose competition as well. Do you know what I mean? For players and stuff like that. Uh, they, they could even, and this even opens up, uh, this even opens up uh, doors for backhanders and, and whatnot, man. Do you get what I'm saying? That conversation will definitely happen. Huh? When does it stop? When does the big six or big nine or whatever, when does their power stop? It doesn't, man. Then they can just continue to change things, whatever it might be, transfers, whatever, like bringing new things into the game. Suddenly they have way more power than everyone else and they just control everything. So this is going back to the point that I said in terms of this is why I don't like there being nine name teams. Mm. So I have no issue with teams that have been in the Premier League and made it the product it is today, mm. having more power. Because mm. with all due respect, we're not selling billion pound TV deals across the world for people to watch West Brom. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like West Brom <laughs> versus Burnley is not getting people jumping out of bed in China in the middle of the night to watch a match. It's not getting people on the West Coast of America to get up really super early. Like they're tuning into Liverpool, they're tuning into Chelsea, they're tuning into Manchester United. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there should not be a, a line. And yes, the teams need to be reined in and they shouldn't be all powerful because we don't want that. That will then go the other way. But I think in terms of like, I mean, even someone like Leicester, like Leicester are making the league more competitive. Wolves are making the league more competitive. They're up there. They're playing football and they're likely to be here for quite a few years. They're helping prove the product, make it better. Do you think... Do you it's think do you think the top, the big six are scared? <clears throat> Do you know why I'm saying that, right? So just on what you're saying, like Leicester, Wolves, um, Everton now, these so-called smaller clubs that we always go, you know, we should be whacking them like 4-0 going into the... They're, they're, I think their board have clocked onto something which is improving their squads. Do you get what I'm saying? They've clocked onto whatever the big six or whatever it is is doing, and all of a sudden now their club looks structured. It's look it's looking even more structured than the big the big six in it. Do you get what I'm saying? It's looking structured in that. And then let's say for example, Joel Glazer and um, what's his name uh, from Liverpool have turned around and gone, bro, we can't let this happen. <laughs> Listen, this cannot happen. We got we got to shut this shit down one time. Do you get what I'm saying? Because they're looking better. Huh? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Do you think I, I think that's what they look that I don't know why that thought just came to my head. I'm looking at it like these men are scared in it. They're trying to take somewhat power back. Because mm-hmm. well, a couple of years ago, uh not I say a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years, no more than a couple of years ago, you know, the top the big teams 
again, like when Man United or when Abramovich came and he had the money and he's throwing it all about and stuff, these were the, these were the big teams that everything was there for them. Do you yeah, get what yeah. I'm saying? Whilst everybody else was struggling. Now, nobody's really struggling. If you look at Leicester, Leicester have got a decent board. They've got peas. They've got money. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's looking like Everton are, are doing exactly the same thing now this year. All of a sudden, things are changing. Do you get what I'm saying? So it could be a poss- there could be a possibility these men are scared and they're like, listen, let's shut this shit down one time. Bring out this. Can thing. I be on like my view on it? And it was interesting. I was actually watching a TV show before we came on, um, The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is available on Netflix now. The follow up to the smash hit Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm. We're not sponsored by Netflix, Netflix, but Netflix, if you want to, <laughs> this all week. We have to start shouting this shit out, bro. <laughs> also, by the way, I just say, so you know, I'm drinking G Fuel. G Fuel, if you uh, get that <laughs> out, we're here. We're here for you. <laughs> we're selling out oh, quicker shit. than the Premier League. No, so um, actually, yeah, we're actually talking literally the scene before I turned off to, to jump on this. So we're talking about change and how you don't realise change is happening until it's actually happening. Mm. I think it's interesting the American owners have seen it first because I think that football is now officially become a product. We like to think of it as this competition, this sport, this all of this. The Premier League is not that. There is a competitive element, but that's just like the little... The flavouring on uh, Callum's crisps that he's eating there. (laughs) At the end of the day, they're crisps. (laughs) Or crisps, are they? If you fancy... There we are. Yeah, it's blending in. Oh, if, if, if you want to sponsor us, <laughs> get on down. Um, this is the thing, like, football is a product. The American coaches, I think, might have had, uh, so the American owners might have had that differentiation when they've come across, they've had that space to see that. I mean, if you, if any one of us bought a football club and we were the owner, we would be there like, yeah, I'm a proper football fan. Yeah, I do. I love football. Yeah, grassroots, fucking, fucking pie at half time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that bollocks. That's not what How many fight. fans have you seen do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, um, do you know what I mean? Football has moved on from that. That is a football of yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's started happening in 1992. Things are happening. Things are changing. It is becoming more of a product that is sold to... Uh, sponsors more than fans anymore. I mean, we spoke about it with Man United. I think football as a product now, we are part of the package. We're no longer being sold football. We're being sold as part of football when it's, you know, gets sold across the world. And I think the American owners might just have clocked onto that because they've come in from abroad. They've got that distance to see it. Mm. And I find it quite interesting because it is a different mindset. We've got foreign owners that have bought in. Um, but like Abramovich is a great example. Abramovich came in, he wanted to win. Like he's got that personality where he's like, I want to win as much as I can because I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the American owners are like, I want to make my brand the best. And they understand that football is a brand, Liverpool is a brand, Man United is a brand. It hurts. I don't want to accept it. But Liverpool Football Club is now more of a brand than it is a football club. Yeah, but look at look at how they run their um, American football teams and stuff like that. Do you get what I'm saying? That's even just America in general is a brand. Do you know what I mean? It's it's everywhere. If you look at their car commercials, like our car commercials are just plain and simple. You just get the average Joe and yeah. he's just sitting in a car. Whereas in America, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like whereas in America, they've got like American football stars, NBA stars in their adverts. You know selling the car and then when you see at the end of their adverts you see the little logo of the american football team and 
and little things like that and whatnot. Do you get what I'm saying? So I, I can I can understand why it's coming from them. Do you know what I mean? Than anybody else because they're here to make money and that's that's the end of that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, and then, that's their whole ethos. Ben, when you before when you mentioned you know clubs like Leicester and those kind of those middle <laughs> tier that seem to be breaking through, is, could you not argue that teams like Leicester, for example, benefited from stability in the Premier League through things like the equal TV rights and stuff like that, Be, coming into the Premier League, getting that massive increase in income purely because they are part of the Premier League, no matter where they finished that allowed them to then go and invest in their club and also attracted the uh, the Thai owner, I can't remember his name exactly, the, the guy that passed away, sadly. Um, him, he would have invested in Leicester because he saw that as long as they could get to the Premier League, they might be able to then kind of boost off of that. Do you, do you not think that those kind of instances would be, would be affected? So... I do. Mm. Um, I think, again, we're looking at a rosy image of football. I think if you look at the championship, a lot of them have big money owners now. Mm. Um, So Wolves are a good example. Like, I love Wolves and I think they've done very well. But to pretend they don't have rich owners who have put a lot of money into the club is naive. Um, And a lot of, you know, if you go to even Wikipedia, Wikipedia the championship go through all of the clubs and have a look at the owners and a lot of them are foreign businessmen that have come in with big money who are buying into the hope of being that next Wolves I think part of the issue comes and it's interesting you raise that because two of the proposals which would have funded the money going to the EFL were to limit the number of clubs in the Premier League to 80 as opposed to 20 and also get rid of parachute payments and I see your question and I do I do get that and maybe Leicester wouldn't have been able to survive without a lot of money pumping in um, without being able to clear that money from the Premier League but at the same time I mean you've now had Norwich have gone down I love Norwich and you know they did a great I think they did a great job getting up and staying true to themselves they now have three years of parachute payments which is tens of millions of pounds a year that the rest of the championship isn't getting because they managed to get to the Premier League for one season and then royally get beaten by everybody. So I think the league is already distorted Mm. in the championship point. Mm -hmm. And I think the clubs are betting their futures on getting to the Premier League. And we've seen examples where they fall flat and then people disappear. Is it uh, Macclesfield that went broke after, you know, they had a, a new owners came in, bought them, or was that Wickham? There's Berry as well. Was it buried? There, there was somebody who got bought by bought out mm. and then they got sold and then like a week later they went into administration. Was it Coventry have had issues, yeah, their stadium was sold and, and I think this is the thing, it's like you have clubs, you, they roll the dice, they've seen Abramovich come in, they've seen him throw some money at the club and they've seen a the club do well. They've ignored the fact that Abramovich cherry picked that team. Mm. It was between Chelsea and Tottenham. Um, but he wanted a London club. He wanted it with this. He wanted it with that. He wanted had a list of things. Dum, 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 dum. Those clubs are now less available because they've been snapped up. And I think you're seeing more people buy a club, throw some money in as a loan to the club now because uh, financial fair play means you can't just give the money to the club. And then if they're not seeing results in two years, they're just going to fuck off and be like, where's my £140 million? 
and I think, I think, that... I, think it's, I think also as well, it's the ambition of the board that comes in, isn't it? Because like you keep mentioning Abramovich, Abramovich wanted to win. That's what he's... Yeah. You can see it. He was, he's passion, isn't it? He's a passion merchant, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? He's a very passionate guy. <laughs> so it's all about the ambition, whereas... I can only speak for Man United. These guys, I don't. Maybe they might want to win, but that's not as important as having it as a brand. Do you get what I'm saying? Even like with the the tie owners at Leicester and stuff like that, they want to win. Like even I think yeah. the the fact that they got their first prem and stuff like that, yeah. that that like that changed their whole mentality. They're like, bro, we want to win. That's how they got rid of what's his name. Um, well, who was it that won them the league? Uh, Ranieri. 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 Yeah, Ranieri. That's how they got rid of him because they were like. We're not interested in sentimental stuff. We need winner. We need to win another one. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's all about the ambition of the board, isn't it? Basically, and and for this project to come out, it just shows what the ambition of Liverpool and Man United are, isn't it? Do you get what I'm saying? And any other club that wants to be involved in it. That's the thing as well. When we say, you know, how we started off the chat of saying like Man United and Liverpool. Now, do we then have to consider like? that the clubs aren't what we think they are anymore. And we have to actually talk about, you know, like, for example, FSG, Fenway Sports Group, in the case of Liverpool, we need to stop saying Liverpool and we need to start saying FSG. Like, for... <laughs> like, no, I'm not saying in every case, but in this case, in cases like this, like purely financial cases that are about the big money, like, um, what's uh, um, uh, Arsenal's one? FSE, something like that? Um Stan Kroenke. Uh, KSE. KSE. K- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that that guy, everyone, like, it's been widely reported about how he has used Arsenal as, you know. <laughs> my man went, I said my man went to go buy a farm or some shit or some ranch or something like that. Like, <laughs> size of Wales or something. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just yanked the money out, bro. <laughs> as soon as we start talking about, you know, capitalism and these American owners and things, they have wider agendas as well. So it'd be interesting if, you know, I don't know, let, let's use um, Fenway Sports Group. If something started to go wrong at Liverpool, would they then start pulling things from um, its uh, Red Sox, as they own in, in America, as yeah. one part of their group, isn't it? Would they then start pulling things from Red Sox and pushing those resources towards towards Liverpool? So I think it's... Um, like, I don't think they do that, though. You don't think don't, so? No, I don't think they do that, man, because I think the money... The money... I don't know, I may be wrong. You know, somebody might fact-check me or whatnot, but the money that football generates is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. It would make more sense to take the money out from here Mm. And use to do whatever they shit they want to ever do because America's America's um, America when it comes to their clubs and teams and all this shit and whatnot they're very it's very fickle in it it's not it's just very fickle one minute they're like the best team in in the whole of the country the next minute they're 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 the worst <laughs> you know what I mean like they're they're horrible <laughs> you know what I mean and no one's coming to the games and the people are switching and it's all pure madness in it you get what I'm saying whereas here it's a bit more sustainable in it the fans are. Our passion merchants as well. I was saying, you know what I mean. As much as I say, oh, I'm done with United. I'll go watch the game next week. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, really <laughs> angrily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the worst is when you're angry with your club and you watch them play and they're doing well. Oh. And you're like, I fucking hate you. Can you lose? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need you to play in tomorrow. <laughs> um, Listen, I need just to, to. I need to keep that energy myself, boy. Um, just a quick thing on the Liverpool thing. I don't know if you guys have heard uh, FSG are actually trying to launch a separate brand called FSG, 
which would be a sporting conglomerate similar to how Red Bull own several franchises. No and they're looking to buy multiple clubs and have them as kind of feeders into Liverpool. No. So it's funny when you're like, someone might fact check me about FSG. <laughs> they're already building an empire. It's on the way. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, just to go back to the two proposals that we were talking about would fund it. I mean, in terms of cutting the Premier League to 18 teams, would you guys be in favour of that or would you be against it? I don't understand. What is the point of that? I don't understand. What, what, what do they gain from doing that? Too many games, Dage. Cause oh, they're, they're, saying that they're saying there's too many games. Yeah, because they're scrapping the League Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, they said... League Cup's yeah, done, yeah. Community Shield's done, and it's going on to 18 teams. I think, I think, I could be wrong, but I think it's because there's too many games. Yeah. But the Champions League in 2024, 2024 is being expanded, I think. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what they're doing is sacking off the things that don't make money and building the things that do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if they do that, Arsenal's in trouble. But, um, oh, no, they're going to keep FA Cup, innit? They keep an FA Cup and get rid of it. Uh, Arsenal's safe then. Um, what's it called? Um, Carabao. I mean, Carabao's, yeah, but you know what? It makes sense, though, because no one really watches Carabao like that, man. I think we don't, I don't necessarily start watching Carabao until we're like, I don't, even yeah. then, man, sometimes I wait until the final before I even watch it. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if it's Man United playing, I, I might wait till semi-finals or something like that, then I watch it. But other than that, I'm not oh, interested. Stage, like for example, last year for us, right? Um, Billy Gilmore made his debut in League Cup, and from yeah. there he has elevated his career. Like there, there are so many good things about it. I personally watch it. I personally like it. I'm not saying I watch every game, but I do. I, I would miss it if it if it went Community Shield. I can kind of do without. Community, we don't I, need Community Shield. Yeah. I think Carabao Cup is good for is good for um is good for the smaller teams I think because it gives them a chance to it gives them a chance to to play against I mean you could do it in FA Cup as well but it's not the same but it gives them a chance to beat the big clubs do you know what I mean what do they call it like giant destroyers do you get what I'm saying it gives killers. them chance. yeah giant killers that's it it gives them I said giant destroyers you know um yeah giant it gives them a chance Aston to actually... Villa giant destroyers don't joke Cal don't joke <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah it gives them it gives them a chance to, to enter those competitions knowing that they can do that but I, I personally won't miss it I don't I don't watch Carabao Cup like that mm. yeah you know so I'm saying I had one proposal for it. I don't know what you guys think about it. It's basically if a team qualifies for Europe, they don't get into the League Cup. Oh, okay. So that's everybody but those teams. No, that's fair. I think I think I think that's right because there's too there's that's when it gets to too many games that I can understand in it because nobody. I, t- I tell you now, yeah, the top the prem teams other than the lower half of the table and by lower half I'm talking about the teams that we wouldn't consider consider as a big team. They don't care about Carabao Cup. They don't give a shit about it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't mean anything to them. Even when Man City won it, I heard he didn't give a shit. They weren't interested in that rubbish. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't. I, I do get it. If you make it into Champions League, there's no point wasting your time on that. You can focus on the bigger stuff, innit? I do kind of. I agree with that actually. I think because this thing. is the thing. Then it's going to give clubs. I think it sounds bad, but if you take away those top teams from it, you then got clubs like West Ham. I'm gonna look at it and be like, I can, I can, we can win a cup. We can yeah, be yeah. out when we can win a cup. Everton are gonna go, 
well, we can go and we can win the cup. Like all of those teams, Sheffield United. So all of a sudden you're going to have these teams going full tilt for a cup and then making it more competitive. Mm. Because if before before probably quarterfinals, probably even semifinals, like I don't care if Liverpool are in it. Like yeah. we've gone out this year to Arsenal. Uh, the, my disappointment when we went out to Arsenal was I was like, damn, that cuts down on game time for people like Neko Williams and... um. Curtis Jones. That was my. It wasn't like, oh, we're out of a cup. Oh, we can't win a trophy. Oh, we can't. Not even money. It was like, oh man, it's some game time for our youths. That's out the window. Like that is the level. And I, I mean that. It, it's a bad. It's a bad thing. I'm not saying I should feel that way. Because five years ago, I would have loved to win the Carling Cup. Mm. Or Carabao Cup or Milk Cup or whatever the fuck you're gonna call it. Yeah, they need to. Uh, they need to stick to one name stick with... with something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, even if it's like the Carabao League Cup, right? Cool, cool. We know what it is. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think from my point of view, is it's it's one of those things. Like for some clubs, it is an amazing trophy to win because it's a trophy and it is a big trophy. But it's not a big trophy when you're in the mix for other things. Mm. And I think they need to realign that cup in a way that makes it more valuable if they want to keep it. But you know what? Didn't they say... Oh, sorry, go on, go on, Kevin. Sorry, Deja, I was just going to say, you know that you mentioned um, if they get into Europe, they don't go to the League Cup. And if we're getting rid of the Community Shield, are we basically saying that every club will be limited to like three uh, trophy attempts per year? So you've got the League, the FA Cup, which... So League and FA Cup, everyone's in. And then you're either in Europe or the League Cup. Is that effectively what... Um, Pretty much, I mean, a couple of lucky clubs might get into the Emirates Cup. (laughs) (laughs) I think other than that, winning a big trophy. Um, I think, to be honest, it would just streamline it. And it sounds horrendous. And I realise that, you know, there is tradition. And I don't want to throw all of the tradition out the window. But at the same time, we're expecting players to play faster and harder continuously it's not like back in the day like if you look at the number of sprints per game if you look at the number of tackles but like everything is going up and if we want football to remain at that level we need to accept that there needs to be a release valve for these guys otherwise you're going to get results like 7-2 against Aston Villa versus Liverpool which in a moment is great and it's fun and it's fantastic but what happens if that keeps on going and the league is just a fuckery like you said with American like if just teams disappear a la Leeds, yeah, exactly. because you know they've had a weird year so i think it's something worth considering wasn't there a call for i don't know if this is part of the project i might be jumping a gun here but um somebody i i, I read somewhere that they were looking uh to include like getting teams to have a b team like to have the obviously have the first team and then you have you know like how uh, i think barcelona have a b team and real madrid have a b team and stuff like that and then you know to cover your point callum if you had that if clubs had that then those are the. I know it sounds really bad and it might sound a bit disrespectful, but your B team would be entering the League Cups, and then you get to see, you know, yeah. how your your youth is uh, progressing and all that stuff and whatnot. It sounds disrespectful, but that's the only way that you're going to accommodate for those type of players, isn't it? Do you get what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, even if, even if you don't want, even if they decide, oh, you know what, you know, if you get into Champions League, you don't have, you don't play in Carabao Cup or whatever. You still got FA Cup. You can jump. You can chuck your guys in there, mm-hmm. play against Arsenal. See what they're saying, isn't it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on, that, on that point, mate, you know what we were talking about before about kind of like my whole thing of selling your soul to the devil. It's like you're losing all power. 
what if um and we also know to touch on the point of reducing the number of teams that's going to go cascade down the leagues and so i think um the uh championship league one and league two are also going to drop two teams each i think um as well as the premier league so there's going to be a reduction in number of teams right then combine that with what we were saying before about being powerless or the premier league having a lot more control over the lower leagues what if the Premier League suddenly turn around and say, we want our B teams to play in the EFL. And the EFL then go, no, no, no. And the Premier League like, well, hold on a second. We just gave you 250 million quid. Like, yeah. You're nothing without us. Put their B teams in the EFL in an already reduced numbers EFL. Then suddenly a whole load of teams drop out of the, the Football League and go to play on, I don't know, God knows where. This is what you I'm saying. I mean? this, is why, this is why it's all going to so, be a mess. I don't know whether it will work like that. I think I can see what you're saying, but I can see also the the benefit for... So you have a direct benefit to the EFL if the Premier League give them that £250 million and give them the money going forward. The benefit to the Premier League clubs is by shortening... So you're not doing the um, parachute payments and you've shortened the league. So that's where the money's coming from. So the big clubs aren't losing any money. That's coming from parachute payments. That's coming from the two clubs dropping out of the league. Mm. What you're also doing is you're strengthening that Premier League brand by making the teams better, by cutting two teams out. But you're also strengthening the brand of each individual club. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden, you've got... This is going to sound so harsh, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I'm just looking at this from like, the idea of... <laughs> no, 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 no. It's going to sound bad, but if you're looking from a commercial corporate aspect... If Liverpool don't have to play the bottom two clubs, it is easier to sell every Liverpool game. Mm-hmm. Because you're not selling those boring games. Does that make sense? If Chelsea yeah. aren't playing those bottom two clubs, there's more games. And this is the way that everything's going. Like everything mm-hmm. is hype, 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 hype. You never just have like a normal game of football. And it's about that is where the benefit is going to come to the bigger clubs. It's because clubs will people will tune in more. Because you're never going to have a three-week span where Man United are going against week-a-week-a-week teams. You're going to have stronger clubs all of the time, which is going to make the brand better, which is going to make more people buy the brand, more people buy the merchandise, all of that. So I think that is where it's quite difficult because you, you can see the money that the Premier League are giving to the EFL. And you look at that and go, OK, right, I can see exactly what the EFL is getting out of it. So do you think it's I half think... the money then? So it's like... You know, stay there. Don't don't come into this league. I no, I think it's more of a case of um so the EFL has issues and I think a lot of those issues are distortion based from the championship, where you have teams coming down with parachute payments, tons of money, and you've got it's a really weird league where everybody's just trying to get out of it. The championship, it can be a great <laughs> great thing to watch, but it can be soul destroying as a fan. Um, so like my second team is Watford like there's just a point in the season where you're just like Watford aren't getting up the season's done mm. not going up they're not going down fuck it the rest of the league is pointless like there's nothing whereas if you have a couple of stronger teams in there if you have less distortion in the market where you've got a couple of clubs who have a ton of money everything becomes more competitive all of a sudden you're like okay right if my club can get another two spaces that's a bit more prize money. That means we're a bit stronger for next year, a bit stronger. At the moment, you've just got money kind of like coming in, clubs going up and down, like it's a very volatile. And I think like the Premier League, 
for maybe the top 15 teams is very secure. And I think that has a product that you can then sell. And as a consumer, you can get your head round. I think it'd be better for the championship if they have a more level playing field financially. And for all the other leagues as well, there's not that massive difference between League Two, League One, Championship, because everybody's getting a bit of that prep money. See, the only thing I can say, the only thing I can, sorry, just quickly, just the only thing I can say that I'm not, I wouldn't totally agree with what you're saying is um, where you were saying about, um, you know, the type of matches and competition and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the way that is going, going back to, you know, our, I think it should be our new motto, a new brand, anyone can get it. Um, it's changing. Including you know sponsors. I mean? If you want to sponsor us, <laughs> <Yeah>. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's good. I like that. I like that. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think we're getting to a point where it's not. It doesn't matter who you are, man. <laughs> like for example, like look how far look, it doesn't. It hasn't taken that long for United to fall down. Do you know what I mean? To to get to the point where they are. Chelsea are drawing stupid games. Do you know what I mean? They shouldn't be really drawing and losing games. They shouldn't be losing. You, you guys got battered seven. Uh, two or whatever it was the other day Do you get, I'm not saying that's going to be that's going to happen all season yeah. but it just shows you that there are teams that are sitting there going bro we're not going to take we can't be getting spanked every week we can't have this do you know what I mean we need to beat these teams and it's happening do you know like even when we're talking about big six now this season I'm looking at any bruv it's not big six it's like you can say like big half of the fucking table <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. do you get what I'm saying yeah. so it's big two Oh yeah, well, well. <laughs> but, now, now, but then now you're separating that category again. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Now you have the top two, City and Liverpool, and then you have the big six, which is you know the normal standard ones. Then you have the other four teams who are trying to get into that big six as well. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think I think next, if the, if it carries on the way it's going, like for the next two three seasons, I don't think that's going to matter too much. And this is why I went back to the fact that I think it's a case of the these owners of these big six clubs and that. I'll get or even United, especially United. I think it's a fair factor, especially with United. Joel Glazer is probably sitting there thinking, "Bro, we've not been doing stuff right for the last seven years. These men are on a different level. We need to stop this shit right now." And this was probably the best way to do it. Same, you know, um, what's it called? The Liverpool owners could be thinking the exact same thing. I don't know about Chelsea. Like I said, Abramovich is a different kind of breed of man in it. Do you know what I mean? But again. How much, how much, how much contact does he have with the guys that are actually controlling the club? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's that, it's that kind of thing that we have to kind of look at. I think in the next two seasons, uh, three seasons, we won't be having this conversation because of the type of competition people want. Mm. I think I've been on um, on your point of reducing the numbers. Are we simply seeing a case of shrinkflation? And for people who don't know what that what that concept is, it's you Including know. Including <laughs> <laughs> you know when you go supermarket yeah. and all of a sudden those McVitie's packets are suddenly looking a little bit shorter but you're paying the same price That's do you remember when early whirlies were the size of a fucking ladder <laughs> listen you, you know remember when it, a Snickers bar you could like knock a man out with you could just fucking <laughs> listen walkers I've got beef with them do you, because when, why do I get 60% beef? air and 40% potato. Why? If you're just, uh, just as a fact check there, it's not actually air, it's actually nitrogen. And it's to keep the crisps crispier. I don't know why there's so much of it, though. <laughs> just, uh... But seriously, though, it, it's valid, though, isn't it? If you're paying the same price, suddenly there are two teams less worth of games, if that makes any sense. Yeah, then... yeah, yeah. 
I think for me, I'll be honest, and this is more of my personal view. So earlier I gave more of like my understanding of the corporate side um, and kind of touching on your point there, G, about, you know, um, the big teams playing the smaller teams. I think from my point of view is me as a consumer of football. And until you give me a pass that only lets me watch Liverpool fans, I am a consumer of the Premier League and not Liverpool because I pay my money. And when Sky aren't doing the stupid fucking box office things, I have access to a variety of games. Now, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, but Project Restart, when Project Restart happened, admittedly, I was off on furlough, so I had more time. But I watched every fucking game that happened. Like, genuinely, me and Callum sat there messaging, like, Burnley versus Brighton. Like, oh, bro, have you done this guy? Oh, Tarek Lampley, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. O'Neill, yeah. And this is the thing, I really enjoyed it. But now, we're back to normal life. Um, and we're at a point where my time is at a premium for me. So I spend money on the product, but I have to spend time to enjoy that product. And I hate to say it, there are games which I'm not enjoying, and so I'm less engaged in the Premier League. I'm getting pushed more towards just being a Liverpool fan rather than a football fan. And from my point of view, if we have more a tighter league, we will have more games that I'm interested in, and then I will watch more football as a whole and spread it across. Because I really enjoyed Project Restart, watching all of the games, watching all these people come up. There are people that I've heard, you know, read articles about, oh, this guy's going to be amazing. I've never got around to watching. And that was great to be able to do that. <clears throat> but now, unless I've just watched a game, it's like that sandwich effect. Unless you have like Chelsea versus someone and then Liverpool versus someone and then put Burnley versus Brighton in the middle, I'm not going to tune in for that. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. It just doesn't get me going whereas if the league is tighter if I can keep more of an understanding of all the clubs all of the teams all of what's going on um you know you know when you turn on a match and you're like I don't even know where in the table these guys are like that <laughs> might be bad and that might just be me involved in my personal club thing but you're there like oh shit like I get surprised by certain clubs but oh, they're in the prem like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> where did they come from and I think just having a tighter league I think the world is getting faster as a whole I think we're we're getting access to more information and I think people have a lot more stuff to do and to spend their time on. And I think for football to remain as relevant and the Premier League as a brand to remain as relevant, maybe making it a little bit smaller would make it an easier product to digest for people. Mm. Hey, interesting, man. Maybe. Yeah. I'm saying that's as I said, as I said, man, I think in the next two if if the things are going the way that it's going and these smaller clubs are you know, getting more money in that and, and do it, investing it correctly. Uh, I think we won't be having this conversation, man. I think, because like, like I said, I think like going on your point, for some reason, I've started watching Everton more often. I don't know why. I just enjoy their football. Do you get what it's I'm saying? Hammers. So, huh? It's Hammers. You're attracted. Yeah, bro, bro, that's what it is. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? The flower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but so when I when I see Everton playing certain teams, I'm like, oh shit, you know what? Let me try and catch this game. I I need to jump on Leeds because D keeps on going on about Leeds, so I need to jump on them and see what they're saying as well. But you know, when you got clubs he like that, that are excited. On this Leeds stuff. <laughs> D, for real, like I'm a I'm a fan of Leeds. I'm a fan of what they're doing, but like I think he's looking at that with big rosy romantic glasses. <laughs> like, they're just playing football, bro. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, we probably got to a good point 
just cut that off. Just I think um, in terms of the topic, we just have a general level of disagreement, mild disagreement. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's I mean, I think that's really the takeaway from the whole thing. I think it's good that the clubs are I don't know what you guys are, but it's good that it's coming from the clubs that clubs are looking at how we can change the game to make it better for the people involved and um, particularly the whole football pyramid. But I think, I mean, you can't cover everything in an hour, but even so with the level of disagreement, I think it's fair to say that it's a conversation that needs having and it needs having an extended period to make sure we're bringing out the correct product and the correct thing that we want to see. Um, you think eventually it's going to go through? I think... So going back to my, I said earlier, like society is going a certain way. I think the whiplash reaction is a yes or no. Should this go through? Yes or no. I don't think it should go through. I don't think it shouldn't go through. I think that there is an interesting, interesting menu of topics to discuss. And I think that's where the negotiations need to take place. We're too whiplash and ready to be like, no, that's a dumb idea. It's just big clubs trying to solidify their position. Yeah, everyone's trying to solidify their position. So now we need to talk about how we can make sure that all of the everybody is getting a better deal from it. Yeah, I think it Personally. will go through in some form, basically. Something yeah. will change will happen, I think. And to be honest, I think it's important that it happens all. I think we've seen the negatives of having a trickle of changes over time, and I think it would be quite good to have a big reset where they do a lot of stuff in one go. Mm. Um, rather than just gradual decisions being made without really a plan of where it's going to end up. Mm. Premier League 2. The Liverpool League. Or... <laughs> the 17th <laughs> League. Sponsored, yeah, yeah, by... <laughs> Sponsored by G Fuel. <laughs> Sponsored by 7up. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys <laughs> that's dumb <laughs> I'm happy to leave it there unless you guys got anything to add no 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 Good. enjoy the chat guys nice one yeah, great chat madness. thanks for coming on so cool. and I'll catch you in the next one wait, wait. yeah yeah subscribe man bro. you didn't tell the man to subscribe wait, in that, man. I was about to go to that <laughs> oh I fair, fair enough if you disagreed with probably stuff that I've said then please comment down below and I will tell you why you're wrong um, if you want to hit the subscribe <laughs> button and hit the little bell so you can get more videos from us if you like line. what we're saying then like it. If you don't like it and you think I'm wrong, then like it anyway, because then it keeps yeah. in your menus and you can come back and in the future tell me why I was wrong in the past. So basically, <laughs> you're watching this, subscribe, bell, like, comment, <laughs> favourite. Can you favourite? Favourite us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, from us, thank you very much. Have a great evening, day, week, whatever you're having. Peace. Peace. Peace.